Welcome on in to the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. As always, I am one of the co-hosts here, Chris McGuire, and I'm here by one of my co-hosts, co- uh, co-hosts, Gavin. Gavin, uh, is there is there something different here? Uh, you know, I, I'm uh, noticing there's not much of like a because normally when when it's me and you and and Peace Smitty, it's also like this really annoying like buzzing sound that you hear every so often that kind of. Yeah resembles like human speech sometimes and they're always like it gets really loud when you're talking about the cowboys I yeah it's that. usually it, it's usually it's, it's like this gargling sound that you get and yeah it, 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 you know just the thought of jerry jones and you know you and just Mike hear McCarthy this and yeah it's just yeah yeah, yeah not but, going, i don't not. hear that today no i don't i don't hear it either i don't hear it either <laughs> I, I, I also don't hear p schmitty p schmitty's out uh uh, he is actually, he is seeing uh, some of our friends who are getting married. Wow. Um, Hannah and Zach. So a little shout out to them. They just got engaged. And um, little credit to us. Before this podcast started, they weren't engaged. Wow. Well, there we so go. don't mean to pat ourselves on the back too much, but. We might have made those kids fall in love. You're right. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. That's what we I'm deserve. Saying. We, de- we deserve a shout out in the in the speech. Yeah. Oh yeah. For oh for <laughs> fucking sure. Oh for sure. And Connor, um, he's just taking his girlfriend out to dinner. Uh, Soup. Which. Yeah. Uh, which no no problem by me. You know, always gotta have some uh, date nights. You with you and your old lady. But, uh, <laughs> oh, you is know. he like eighty? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me and my old lady. Him and his old lady going uh, for an early meal, the fucking early bird special. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, uh, bed by eight twenty-five. So yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't bring you another episode, even if it's just Gavin and I. Uh, even if we're not the two voices you wanted to hear, you—that's who you fucking got. So yeah. Anyways, shall we? Did you watch last night's game? I'm going to be honest. I fell asleep early last night and didn't really get it. I woke up this morning seeing that the Bucks lost, and I was kind of surprised, man. I watched some of the highlights. like I saw some of the throws. Like I don't know if you saw one of the, the Nick Foles throws where it was like, is, was this it the... Mitch, is, it the, is this Mitch Trubisky? Like where the guy was wide open running down the field, and Foles just puts it in the dirt five yards short of him. Oh yeah, Daryl Mo- Daryl Mooney, who has been a pleasant surprise to the Chicago Bears. He's been a pretty good difference maker for them outside of Allen Robinson, and he just gets completely wide open. Just you, you don't even have to make a good throw. You just have no. to throw far <laughs> enough. That's how open he was. Yeah, and he just under throws him by like five ten yards. And there's another one. I don't know if you saw the other one where he just. You know those pick plays they do where like uh like they had Allen Robinson in the slot and then I forgot who the outside receiver was. I think it was I think it was Mooney, it was either him or um uh Miller, Anthony Miller. And Anthony Miller or Mooney just runs like a little slant, perfectly ran pick play. Allen Robinson didn't have a single defender around him by like ten yards and and Nick Foles just throws it ten yards over his head. <laughs> it was like a two-yard pass, man. Yeah, n- yeah. 
Uh, that's what that no, like I didn't see that. I I really I don't know a whole lot about the game. I saw your tweet about you know you uh, groveling over your your pick, your one of your your best bets. And uh, I mean, it should. It, this was the <laughs> best bet. Like, how did like it? Going I know. Into I, this game, like I don't give a shit if the fucking like Godwin's out. I get it. Evans is clearly hurt. I get Scotty Miller's been hurt. I get it. It's just you go into this game Four knowing that you're going against Nick Foles. And here are Nick Foles' numbers. He threw it 42 times. He was 30 of 42, 243 yards, 5.8 yards per attempt, one touchdown, one interception. And you're thinking, oh, maybe they ran the ball well. No, they, they carried the ball 14 times and had 35 yards. Man. This is like... Now, this is a game, we had this debate a few weeks ago, about a team who completely, who, uh, Cowboys, what, what, what was the phrase? The Cowboys didn't beat, uh, didn't lose to the Seahawks, the Cowboys beat themselves. The Buccaneers, honestly, this is a game where it actually does qualify to where the Buccaneers actually did beat themselves. Because... They completely dominated the the total yards for the game. They had 339 total yards, which isn't great. But the Bears had 243 yards, and after the first quarter, it was like thir- it was 13 nothing. It was just sloppy. Just so many penalties, which I get. Yeah, just there wasn't a facet of the Bears game to where you look at them. It wasn't like Russell Wilson against the Cowboys, where you threw five touchdowns and you're like, well. The Seahawks played pretty fucking well. The Bears didn't play well at all, offensively at least. Defensively, they looked pretty good. But I even did then, see like, the, speaking of defense, I did see the Khalil Mack play where he fucking planted worse in the dirt. That was pretty oh funny. Oh my god, he literally flipped <laughs> him. He literally fucking tossed him. Imagine having like the man strength to just like turn around and just fucking flip a like 300 pound offensive lineman like it's nothing well imagine being that 300 pound offensive lineman being a grown-ass man and getting put in the dirt by another human being <laughs> like that's ridiculous yeah. the, the thing was like it was like ridiculous too because Werfs was still blocking Khalil Mack after the fact like the sack already happened and he's just blocking Khalil Mack for no reason and that's that's why Khalil Mack tossed him but he tossed him and Worfs got up. I've never seen an offensive lineman look so defeated before. Because <laughs> he literally got up and I thought because he tossed him, I was like, oh no, here comes like a fight. Here He's totally going to push Cole Mack. He just walked away. He was like, completely fucking defeated. Fucking tears in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I would not be shocked if he cried after this game because Brady, <laughs> Brady was laying into him all night because he just kept getting beat by Cole Mack. Cole Mack had a fucking night though. Like yeah. cool, really showing who's worth those two first round picks. Yeah, say what you want about trading two first round picks for a defensive player. You and I are on the same side. You should never do that. But I mean, he just—he was a monster all fucking night. He had two sacks in the day. He had three quarterback hits. Like he was just in the backfield all fucking night. I don't know, but I—it dares me to ask the question: Like, are the Bears back? No, dude, like you can't go into every single week and expect to play worse than the team you're playing and win by a point. Like, that's not a way to win, right? You you can get lucky and beat a but team that's, that's better the than Bears you. Bears do. That's no, is, is it really? Is it, though? 
<laughs> like, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're what three and one, but they also laid 11 points last week against the Colts. Like they're four and one, four and one. Sorry, my bad. So, but I'm just what I'm seeing from the Bears isn't like, wow, man, the Bears are really good. It's like, do how do the Bears keep winning? Like, what, it doesn't make any sense. And they're not like convincing wins. Like they had the a comeback against Detroit, right? That weird game where Trubisky looked like a, you know, top five, well, one quarter where Trubisky looked like a great quarterback. And then um, I don't really remember the, their other games. They, they played the Colts and then they played this game. I don't remember what their week one game was. They played the Giants week two and they almost lost. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So the Giants actually covered in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do remember that because I bet the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Yeah. That was that was one of my best bets too, and it worked. <laughs> it worked. Will you ever bet the Giants work. again in your best bets? Probably not. No. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, man. I. I so no, I, I don't think that the Bears are back. Like you, you take out your biscuit and put in Foles, and Foles maybe has more upside, maybe. But like, he's one of those, um, players where. So Steve Palazzolo from BFF tweeted out this like interesting stat where. Foles since 2013 has had three games graded in the 90s, right? Two of those being the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship in 2017. And he's had no games graded in the 80s. So he's either been God tier looking like the greatest quarterback in the NFL or like below average. Like not like he doesn't have good games. He either has insane games or eh, like or really, really bad. Like, like just, last night. It's just, you know. They're just in a division where, I mean, last year they came, I believe, in third place. So they're playing a third place team schedule. They, the only real competition in their division, even though, don't get me wrong, they can, they can, if the Bears lost a game to the Vikings or if they lost a game to the Lions, I wouldn't be shocked. They, oh, they should have lost to the Lions. They should have. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they're not in a like too tough of a division outside of the Packers. No, I mean with three. I mean, okay, yeah. I'm not saying they can't make the playoffs. I mean, when you're four and one, like you're looking no, at they're, high, they're think, not a Super Bowl team, no matter no. what. Like they're they're not. They're, no. They, even if they get the first seed hypothetically, which they won't, they won't get the first seed. No, there's no way. They're not going to go far. No, but I think the mo- more intriguing question is. The Bucks are three and two now, right? And Brady, see, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give last night's game a little bit of a grain of salt because Brady didn't necessarily look great, but like I said earlier, Godwin was out, Evans is hurt, Scotty Miller is hurt, OJ Howard's out for the year now. This is a it, the Bears aren't a. They're a tough defense, and you're ready. You're all of your guys are hampered. They're injured. This isn't necessarily a game that you really go into with Brady in a new system, still, still learning the ropes with the offensive line, Tristan Wirfs in particular, playing horrendous. And think, all right, Brady needs to, like Brady needs to play lights out to win this game, like. Brady but doesn't like, look good. I'm not really worried about Brady. What I am worried about is this is Tampa Bay scheduled rest of the way. So they play the Packers. Tough. Raiders. 
I expect the Bucks to win if the Raiders beat them. Would you be shocked? I mean, I'd be really worried. I mean, the Raiders beat the Saints because old man Breeze came to play. And by came to play, I mean, I just don't, I don't like, I would, the, yes, I would be shocked if the Raiders beat the, the Bucks. If the Raiders beat the Bears, would you be shocked? Oh, no. But the Bears just beat the, beat the Bucks. Yeah. And, and I know. And then the Jags beat the Colts and the Colts beat the Bears and the Bears beat the Bucks. So like, I'm just, I'm just saying like, <laughs> I don't think the Bucks are necessarily like a team right now. Until like they one get healthy and two they really get their offensive scheme on the right track because you've seen like you've seen how awesome it could be in spurts like last week against the Chargers, Mike Breeze threw five touchdowns. not Breeze Brady threw five touchdowns and he looked incredible, but also they were down so much so early like it really only came in like the second half. But here's the thing, like the Bucks are they need to be Super Bowl contenders, right? Like they yeah. should be. That's what they came into the season with the expectations of. Like you sign Breeze, you sign well Gronk, but that's not really looking like it's doing anything. But you have Evans, you have Godwin. Like you brought Brady into this roster with the idea of okay, we're a quarterback away from being a contender. So now you're five weeks in, right? And yeah. your quarterback's still trying to learn the offense. Like that. That's not like how long do we give Brady to learn the offense before the excuse is no longer well he's in a new system. Well, to be fair, the thing is he's looked absolutely incredible in this new system. It's just it's kind of like it's the offense isn't really I don't want to say it's inconsistent because it's been consistently good overall. It's just you have these games like against the Panthers. They kind of hit a wall for a little bit. The Panthers almost came back until really the last last drive where. Uh, I believe the Panthers turned over on downs and then Leonard Fournette ran for like a 40-yard touchdown and it was yeah. 28-14. So the Panthers were really in it the entire game and the Chargers went toe-to-toe with them. It's just, I don't, this isn't necessarily on Brady. I think for one, Tampa Bay is being entirely too conservative, especially early in downs, which is weird because Bruce Arians' offenses aren't supposed to be conservative. It's almost like we've got we've we're kind of at a point where we we're saying where at least I'm saying let Tom Brady cook, which is extremely weird for me to say because like no duh, but we also have we've had this case with the fucking Seahawks before where obviously we needed Russ to cook and we see the benefits of that and right the Bucks just kind of like they're kind of getting themselves in these situations where they're forced to take a second half approach of, oh, we're, we're going to throw the ball every fucking play because, you know, we're down and we need Brady to. But at what point, though, like, OK, if you're a Bucks fan or maybe like you're Bruce Arians, at what point are you going to stay? Are you going to say, all right, what we're running like, yeah, it has spurts of being good, but it's not consistent enough to be like to beat these good teams because like we can't really afford to have a type of offense that can go into any given week and lay an egg like. So do you start to maybe think about, okay, let's start running plays and an offense that Brady has been running for the last 20 years. Like, do you start yeah. playing more into his comfort zone? Because that's, that's who's going to win you the Super Bowl. If you're going to win the Super Bowl, it's going to run through Tom Brady, right? Yeah, it's, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And it's just one of those things where that I don't know how they haven't done that. 
Right. I mean, you saw it a little bit yesterday with the play action game early in the first half. Like Brady looks very, very comfortable and it looked a little like pretty similar to uh, Josh McDaniels offense, at least in terms of how they set up play action. But, you By know, I, I don't know um, what By establishing the run. No, no, that's not <laughs> at all what I meant. But, you know, it's just oh, right. Leonard Fournette was out, so they, they couldn't. Do that. Yeah, go fuck yourself. But, you know, I it, this really isn't on Brady. Brady, I mean, it was a bad game by Brady. I'm not going to pretend like it wasn't. But, you know, to answer your question, when does it stop being an excuse? I think this this next game against the Packers, I expect the Bucks. To, I, th- I think the Bucks are going to lose. It's got to be a shootout, Bucks- though. It's got to be like not a. It can't be like a worrisome loss, right? Like you have to at least show that you can go. I don't think so. Throw. I think they can take one bad loss. I think they can, but then if they play the Raiders. That, that's your that's your com- competition in the NFC. Like if you're a contender, you can't be getting blown out by contenders. I mean, like even the, the okay, the Ravens and the Chiefs, right? Like I think you should be worried as a Ravens fan. Yeah, you know? no, but and and but the Ravens have the same system as last year, and they have the same players as last year, and they don't have any injuries. As for the Bucks, they they're kind of like missing, or at least their like their entire wide receiver core is injured right now. It's a new system for Brady, and you know, it's just like they actually have legitimate reasons to where if they fall to the Packers, I'm not really worried, no matter what the score is, but. Then they played. The, then they played the Raiders. Then they played the Giants. Then they played the Saints. So maybe the Saints is a tough game again. And then they played the Panthers. If they don't show consistent offense from the Raiders, Giants, and Panthers in those three games, I think then it's kind of like you gotta worry a little bit about the Bucks. But the re- the remaining schedule schedules is Packers, Raiders, Giants, Saints, Panthers, Rams, Chiefs, Vikings. Falcons, Lions, Falcons. That's so you're that's like interesting because some of those are pretty tough. Like you, you they start are tough. like you you play the Chiefs, right? And we'll see. Like you're gonna end up playing like the two of the three best teams in the NFL. Well, you named another hard game in there too. It was, like, it was the Chiefs, it was the Packers, and then another team in there. I don't remember. Rams. The Rams. Well, the Rams, you, that's interesting. Like we don't really know what the Rams are yet either. Like they showed they've showed that their offense can be really good, but then also they they almost lost. Right to the, to the fucking what was it, the Giants? Giants, yeah. But yeah, I, I honestly, I think a few of these games are tough. I mean, the Packers are tough, the Saints are tough, the Rams are tough, the Chiefs are tough. But honestly, like the Panthers, like even though like the Panthers, I fully expect the Bucks to win. But the Panthers <laughs> are as, like they're a sneaky team that they're gonna compete in just about every game. And the Falcons probably will too. Yeah, the Fal- yeah, Falcons can definitely. And the Vikings, honestly, like, I don't think the Vikings, like, obviously the Vikings, their defense is going to get torched. But in terms of, like, offense, like, now that they've got Justin Jefferson involved. Yeah, like, he's playing their offense, is, their offense is fucking incredible right now. Anyway, m- got to move on to our picks. Um, first game of the week, uh, we're going to go Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta comes in at... What? I saw it as a pick'em game. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's is it it's pretty oh, close, right? It's uh yeah, yeah. Atlanta, uh one and a half point favorites. Connor and P. Schmitty both have Atlanta, which honestly I'm kind of shocked that that's the case. Dude, I I think there's a reason why it's a pick'em. Because all right, Carolina, I still don't know what the fuck they are. Like why being a fan, like I watched like the Raiders game, right? I fully expected us to lose. And we did, right? 
we still put yeah. up 30 and we lost by three and then we lost by 10 to to tampa bay but it was still like we were we played closer than we sh- than i thought we would and then right we beat the chargers i didn't expect us to do and then we beat the cardinals yeah we didn't play well against the chargers though like the chargers just played shittily right and then the cardinals we actually played them pretty well so we've had all across the board different kind of games so I, and i think atlanta the same like i thought they would play the the sorry i thought they would play the packers better than they did and they didn't so i think it's a pick 'em because it's just like what i mean they're, they're both bad teams right like they're no, not I, I i get the line i'm just shocked that they both picked the falcons sure given well, given how the falcons have just falcons so far yeah, I know, and but I think that the mindset there is is like, all right, well, but, but are they going to Falcons again, right? Like, is, there's yeah. no way they can do it again, right? So and you get into that trap every week, but I don't, I don't know. I think they can, especially because like, what's shocking about this Panthers defense is they've actually not been as bad as we kind of predicted no they have not been atrocious which is strange because i was looking like i think everyone has been looking at this defense like holy shit like this is this defense is terrible and to be fair the secondary is terrible right i think it's just been schemed in a way to where they haven't given up these giant plays they haven't they haven't like they're 22nd in uh, net yards per attempt given up 22nd is in like 22nd like they in least yards given up like the first uh, they're only giving up six point uh six point one yards per attempt. Okay, so twenty second isn't a good thing, right? No, it, okay, yeah. No, no, it, it it is a good thing. Yeah, okay. Like it, I I guess I should have done it the opposite way. They are eleventh in uh giving up yards where they're only giving up six point one yards per attempt, gotcha. which is yeah, you know, which is strange. And I think maybe that was uh, and I think I actually miss um I I made I made a quote last episode talking about like Kyler's uh, yards per attempt and I I did the math wrong I said it was five and a half yards per attempt it was actually like 4.3 yards per attempt yeah which, which he, he threw the ball 31 times and threw for 133 yards maybe that's being skewed a little bit and also like I, I don't know and then you had you, you also played Derek Carr and you also played uh, Justin Herbert where he didn't have an amazing game but so maybe it's it's been skewed a little bit I wouldn't trust they, that they've too also much. They've also played Brady, though. You also played Brady, right? And I, I think I don't know what his yards per attempt were in that game, but um, I don't know. I think it's it's strange, right? We haven't been getting torched. We haven't been like our run defense was historically terrible last year, especially yeah. down the stretch, and that hasn't necessarily been the case. I mean, Josh Jacobs did run however he wanted to week one, but I think we've overperformed what our expectations were, which is, but then again. Every time we play Julio, I have flashbacks to the the game where he dunked on us for 300 yards, and I just I don't know. Wait, I, like I don't I don't think he's playing this week. I mean, he's Did questionable he right now. He's questionable right now. They it's literally going to be a game time decision. Is Calvin I, Ridley back in? Or Calvin Ridley would be playing. Calvin okay. Ridley 100 be playing. Okay. I'm. I mean, just for the just for the. I'm just going to pick the Panthers just for fun because I haven't. I don't think I've picked them yet. I don't I don't believe you have either. Let me check. Um I'll fact check it. I'll fact check it when you're talking about the next game. But yeah. I just I just think that the Panthers, they the way they move the ball on offense, they don't turn the ball over a lot. Uh the Falcons, they 
they can turn the ball over, especially like with how the defense for the Panthers is like just. I mean, I don't want to say playing out of their mind because they're not playing that great, but <laughs> yeah. they're just. But the fact that we both predicted, like you and me both predicted, the Panthers to go three and thirteen this year, and this week they yeah. could very much, they could very easily be three and two after this week. Yeah. Yeah, their offense is just playing so much better than we thought, and this is Yo, without DJ Moore yet. Right. Joe Brady was dealing last week. Like I, yeah, he, that offense was was running, man. And like even with, and what's crazy is. Teddy Bridgewater is having like career high in yards per attempt, which is not the kind of quarterback I thought he was going to be. You know, he's still, he's still like, he's still not throwing it like deep a ton, but he's doing it enough to where it's kind of like you have some sort of deception in the offense to where you have to be, you have to game plan for it at least a little bit. Right. I mean, it's not something you've had to do with him in recent years. No. Right. Like his intended air yards per attempt, it's six point eight. Like his A dot, it's six point eight, which I'll take that from Teddy Bridgewater. Sure. I mean, it's I, I think that the offense is kind of bringing out of him, and I think bringing in Robbie Anderson has kind of it's helped him, and it's also God, it's interesting. He's so fucking good. You've seen Robbie amazing. Anderson become like a different receiver. Like in, in in New York, he was like, all right, this guy's just a deep threat, but like he's not. He's not just a deep threat. You've seen him play under. You've seen him play, like, have this, like, rack and, or yak, I mean, sorry. And, like, it's, it's kind of, it's wild. Like, he's, he's been used it's as a entirely different Ad, It's the fucking Adam Gaze effect. Like, literally, Devontae Parker, <laughs> fucking, um, fuck, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, tight end for the Dolphins. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Yeah, Saki. Like as soon as like as soon as fucking Adam Gase leaves, Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> like Brian Tannehill goes to the fucking Titans and he's a t- fucking top five quarterback apparently. It's fucking ridiculous. All right, so Connor and Peachman, you both picked Atlanta. You and I picked Carolina. Moving on to the next game, Baltimore, twelve and a half point favorites against Cincinnati Bengals, and the Bengals they're four zero against the spread so far this year. Joey B, man, he's yeah. I mean. What's up? I, uh, he, you know, neither of us, I don't think, are going to pick the Ravens to just win this game. But I don't think, like, if if the Washington football team last week can cover against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Well, push, but yeah. Push, push, yeah. Almost cover. They pushed. If they can do that with 14 points against them, I think that... Joe Burrow can continue because Joe Burrow's been honestly everything that you can really want out of a rookie quarterback. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna set pass uh he's gonna set all the records for passing yards this year for rookies. And he's probably gonna he's probably gonna fucking crush it and crush them to be honest. And as long as he doesn't get injured. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get injured. I mean, the offensive line is really bad. Ever since they started like playing T. Higgins more. Like that offense looks so much more competent. Also, Tyler and, Boyd like, is good. Tyler Boyd is good. No, I know, but like Green, he's he's done. No, he's washed. He's he's a he's, fucking old man, which is weird because he's as old as Julio, right? Like he they, yeah. they came out in the same draft class, but AJ well hasn't played a full season since I don't know, and so I think he's just. I don't know what's up. I don't know if he's still injured or if he's just uh, aged faster. I don't know. I don't know what's up, but he looks bad. He 
he's getting a lot of targets and not doing anything with them. And it's disappointing. And yeah, has been fantasy. Uh, like, Con- like Connor has him in fantasy, actually. Uh, so fuck Connor, but <laughs> who? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? <laughs> uh, one second. What's a what's a word we can use so that way we can like test Connor on the next episode to see if Connor's actually listened? Uh, Dingleberry. Dingleberry. Okay, Connor, if you're listening, that's your word. Write it down. If you don't say in the next episode, that'll just show us like. God, you're an asshole. God, just a fucking tool. Such an asshole if you don't listen. Uh, but yeah, no, but T. Higgins getting more involved. He had two two touchdowns two weeks ago. Last week, I mean, he had seven targets, four for 77, four receptions for 77 yards, plus a rush for 13 yards. He is, he is what they envision as the... Uh, he's, he's going to be the next... I don't want to say the next A.J. Green, but he's going to be the A.J. Green's replacement... They're everything that he has been everything that they've envisioned for their offense so far, especially considering they didn't plan much of a role for him this year and right. they're putting him in and he's been awesome so far. God, can you imagine if John Ross was actually good? Yeah, that would be fucking crazy. I think they should play him more. I think they should play him over AJ Green, to be honest. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, the carcass of AJ Green really isn't doing anything. At least John Ross, at least fast. <laughs> so, he, he, I mean, he'll, he'll blow the top off the defense and then. And then you'll have uh, Higgins and Boyd underneath. Like at least, at least you have to be afraid of Ross's speed. Like but, that's why Ted Ginn has a, had a job for as long as he did because he, he at least he kept the defense honest. Like you, even though he's going to drop every the ball, at least like there's the chance that he doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Uh, but in this game, I'm picking Cincinnati. I just I think especially with Lamar and his knee being hurt, I don't think they're going to utilize him as much in the running game this week. And I'm not really afraid of the passing of Lamar right now. Uh, I mean, he hasn't been all that great passing the ball yeah. this year. He was okay last week. I mean, yeah, he was all right. It's just like, it. I don't know, that offense is just really not clicking right now. Which is strange. I mean, it's, who would have thought, thought? Like, he's averaging... I mean, of course, these are just volume stats, so take it with a grain of salt. He's still completing, I mean, he's completing 68.4% of his passes, uh, 7.8 yards per attempt, which is the exact same as last year. But, like, I don't know. It just, uh, the offense just seems, it, it's definitely off a little bit. I, I don't know. I'm just not really. Well, the run game's not as effective as it was last year, which who the fuck could have predicted that. But, yeah. Not, you know. But, uh, Right. Yeah. Whoever the fuck is in a guard, and all of a sudden you take out an an lineman and you replace him with a shitty one, and then your run game doesn't work as well. It's fucking crazy how that happens. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think I think the Ravens are going to try and limit Lamar a little bit this week, considering he's apparently had an illness and he's apparently had um he hasn't he's been on the injury report of his knee, uh, and because of that, I think. They're going to be a little bit more conservative than usual, and I think Joey B is going to come back and at least cover the spread. I'm taking Cincinnati. What about you? I mean, it's God. I mean, it's tough. I I agree that it very well could happen, and I think that Dwayne Haskins actually looked decent against the the Ravens. Surprisingly, um, fuck. I mean, the logic is there, right? If 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 Washington can push, then the Bengals should be able to to cover with fewer points. 
the yeah. logic is there. So like I think betting wise, if you think that what last week was wasn't a mistake, then yes, you should bet the Bengals. I just have a feeling that maybe they win by 14 or the Ravens win by 14 and then I don't know. To Fuck give you up. to give you some uh motivation if this is any uh Cincinnati I'm picking Cincinnati. Connor's picking Cincinnati. Pete Schmitty's picking picking Cincinnati. If you want to be a little lone wolf there, right there. Oh, man, do the Ravens have any injuries this week? Pete Schmitty's not here, so he can't be our. You know, yeah, I mean, he's been so good with that. Um, I don't <laughs> believe so. I mean, other than Lamar, no. Right. I don't know how serious that knee thing is. I don't. I don't know if it's serious, but I think with a mobile quarterback, I think you're going to try and be cons- as conservative as you can be with his knee because, like, that's that's what makes the offense so dynamic. Fuck it, I'll be the lone wolf. I'll, I'll pick the Ravens. All right, moving on. Jacksonville goes into Houston. Houston are five and a half point favorites. Uh, Connor's picking Houston. Peachman is picking Jacksonville. And you know what? I'm. I don't think we really need to talk much about this game, even though like this. This definitely can get. I just don't know what to think about this game because Houston's been so fucking bad. But Bill O'Brien got fired. Personally, with Bill O'Brien being fired, I think it's going to light a little bit of a fire underneath Deshaun Watson, JJ Watt, and that Houston team. And Jacksonville hasn't looked like the same team since their Week One win against the Colts. Because, right, because Minshew has it hasn't been playing up to the Minshew magic thing, like for a for a couple games now. And then yeah. for, with Deshaun Watson, it's like, okay, we know what the, what kind of quarterback Deshaun Watson is. How many games can he go without showing us that Deshaun Watson? This has of, to be it. Like, the, yeah, you thought last week kind of had to be it, right? Against against Minnesota, but but now there's been there's no Bill O'Brien there. But was he really the one that was holding back that offense? Was that his? No, well, no, I don't indirectly. Necess- yes, because he got rid of D Hop, but like actively, I don't. I don't think necessarily, but I think definitely where, you know, it's all about the culture. I don't want. I don't, I don't want to. I I don't want to bring too much of like bad locker room, bad because you know there there's definitely there's definitely some truth to wanting to play for your coach or not, and yeah, now that they don't. I mean, you saw it with Dan Quinn last year. Like they, st- like the Falcons started like one and seven, and then they ended up like seven and nine, six and ten. Like they, they, they played for Dan Quinn's job, and obviously this is a case the op on the opposite side where it's like they don't have Bill O'Brien anymore, and you see it all the time with some of these coaches. You saw it with uh, Malarkey and the Titans a few years ago, where um, uh, who got fired? Uh, I think Ken wasn't. It was Ken Wisenhunt. Ken Wisenhunt got fired. And then uh, Mike Malarkey was named head coach, and they just they looked like so much better of a team. Not because Malarkey was the better, but it's because they're like, oh man, fucking Wisenhunt was so bad. We're gonna play our fucking ass off, and especially for a guy like Romeo Cornell, one of the most respected defensive coordinators in all like in NFL history. I I think they're going to absolutely on if they if they win by ten, I will not be shocked. I think, and I think also like when you were saying that, that made me think of <laughs> funny enough, Adam Gase, when he came into Miami, um, there were a couple games like right after he got hired, where they, they like dropped 40. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, it, <laughs> it was kind of funny, but, um, dude, again, this is just completely, it's a complete guess because you have to assume that Minshew is going to stay 
at the, at the at the level he's been playing at, which is reasonable. But also this Houston defense is bad. So you're basically just betting on the idea that, okay, Deshaun Watson can't play shitty forever. And maybe we'll have some kind of voodoo like magic and elevate the team to play better than like, but my whole thing is like with the whole Dan Quinn thing, right? So you went one and seven and then, okay, now we're playing for Dan Quinn's job. So we're going to win the last like seven games, seven, last, seven, last eight. Yeah. Like, why weren't you already playing for his job? Like, why were you like playing below your capabilities? Just for, like, shouldn't it, you want to win it, every, I don't know. It happens though. Like, that's the thing. It just, it just happens. I don't know why. I don't know why these players need extra motivation. Obviously, they're getting paid millions of dollars to play football. That should, in a way, be motivation enough. Wanting to win a Super Bowl should be motivation enough. But there's something about spite. I think spite is the biggest motivation that any player can have. And that could either be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. I think they're going to use spite of Bill O'Brien trading away DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien just being the worst GM ever and just being just a straight up asshole. I think yeah. they're gonna win this game in spite. Yeah. Also, you, you can't go zero and five, right? No, you can't. No. Like, there's like, I like that's why I don't. I'm not. I think that the, the Texans will win because there's just no way you can go zero and five, right? There's like, especially when your last two games are against the Vikings and the Jaguars. Like, there's yeah. no way. But five and a half, like I I wouldn't be surprised if this game ended at twenty seven twenty four. Like I, I, I wouldn't either, but I'm just, yeah. I, I mean, know. so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you convinced me into it just because betting on Deshaun Watson, I guess, isn't a bad idea, but so far it has been. So, all right, I guess I'll go to the You're... Texans. All right. Moving into the next game. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders going to Kansas city, uh, Kansas city are 11 and a half point favorites. Give me the Chiefs. Many, <laughs> Chiefs many picked the uh, Raiders. Connor picked Chiefs. Uh, you're picking the Chiefs, and you know what? I'm picking the fucking Raiders, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't think the Chiefs give a fuck. I don't think they do. The only games the only games they have covered this year, the two games that they didn't cover where we thought it was a guarantee to cover, the Chargers and, fuck, who was their, who was their second game of the year? I can't remember who was their second game. Fuck. I don't fuck. Know. Wait, no, no, the second game was the Chargers. Then the next week they played they the fucking the Ravens. They like, covered they, the Ravens. And they, then who was their last, last they played game? played the Patriots. The Patriots. And they covered there too. Well, they but, covered there, but honestly, the, for the entirety of the game, it was like, all right, what the yeah. fuck's going on, right? Yeah. Because Ryan Hoyer yeah. was playing, and you're only up by fucking six or whatever it was. I mean, they, they've been sleepwalking. They know, they know how easy this is going to be. And I think Derek Carr is definitely better than Stidham or Hoyer. And so, like, the thing is, like, the Patriots had the Chiefs had no business covering that game. None. It was like a pick six because because he like bobbled the catch and yeah, Edelman dropped it and yeah. it went right into Tyron Matthews' hands. They had no business covering that game. And this is another game where I just think that the Chiefs don't give a shit. Don't they're only playing well when they actually have to wake up and play well. Like the the Houston Texans, week one. You go into that week and you're thinking like, I mean, we didn't have the... Nobody knew that the Texans were going to be this bad. Everybody thought they went to the AFC Divisional round last last year. Deshaun Watson is still there. Uh, we're going to play lights out because this is a good team. They're not, but the Chiefs, they played lights out that game. Because, you know what? Like, they... I mean, they, they woke up because it was an actual threat at the time. 
Okay, but Chris, and they play the Ravens. They wake up. Last year, you know, the Chiefs played the Raiders twice. First game was twenty-eight to ten, and the second game was forty to nine. But they won. The Raiders are better this year. I think they're a better roster. And two, <laughs> the Chiefs weren't Super Bowl champions last year. Did you say they weren't? I mean, they weren't until after they won. Obviously, they were a Super Bowl I mean, caliber team. I mean, yeah, they weren't. They champs. weren't. They weren't champs yet. Like you now, they're like. No, right. I don't think it's a hangover. I think they understand that they don't have to try hard to win these games. Dude, I mean, they but they also like went. They also like were an offside penalty away the season before from you know being in the Super Bowl, right? But they but they weren't. Super Bowl champs. I think they realize how easy this is for them. I think I I don't like there's nothing you can say to me that can like convince me otherwise because this isn't the same Chiefs offense. Like nothing about this Chiefs offense that I'm looking at except for and I don't mean that like the Chiefs are worse. I think the Chiefs are just completely playing down to their competition because they know that they can win every single game. Patrick Mahomes, other than the game against the Ravens where he looked like the best quarterback of all time. He did look he, off, yeah, the first two games. The first two games. He had his his worst game of his career last week against the Patriots. Like they just they're not waking up. They don't they don't they're they're sleepwalking this year. And I don't necessarily blame them because they are such a good team, like both offensively and even defensively, they're a pretty good team. I just don't I don't see why that they would go into this game any different. I mean, the Raiders' defense is bad, right? I know Houston's defense is bad, but like Patriots, I don't know. The Patriots and the Chargers don't have a terrible defense, and they lit up the Ravens. I just, that's the thing. I don't think they're gonna wake up unless they have serious competition. So what? What if they? But if they're like in the second quarter and and it's tied, you know, ten to ten. Shit, we're not, you know, then they pick it up because they think, well, hey, we might lose. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't get me wrong. I think the Chiefs are a hundred. I mean, they're a hundred percent going to win. It's just this is eleven and a half points. It is, and I don't want to pick a game for the Chiefs just to sleepwalk another game. I know, and I get so it. I'm going to Raiders. I'm blaming you, but I'm still picking the Chiefs. I mean, I don't, I don't blame you either because how? I mean, the Chiefs are so fucking good. If this game ends up forty to nothing, fifty to nothing, I wouldn't be shocked. Anyway, moving on, the Los Angeles Rams going to seven point favorites against the Washington Football Team. Um, dude, I mean, come on. I'm, I mean, I only have to. My only explanation is Kyle Allen starting a quarterback. I will eat my fucking shorts if Kyle Allen plays a good game. Like, I swear to God, if this man goes out there and plays well. I'm gonna lose my shit. Even if he's better than Haskins, I just I just think that you know this will be his first game as a starter uh, this year. I and they're playing a pretty good defense in the Rams. I I'm picking the Rams as well. Connor picked Washington football team. Peachman he picked uh, Rams. I don't want to talk about Kyle Allen and the uh, fucking Washington football team any longer than we have to. So we're gonna move on. The Pittsburgh Steelers are seven-point favorites at home going into Philadelphia Eagles. Peachmitty and Connor both picked Peachmitty's beloved Steelers. See, this is a game where it it's it looks like an easy pick. It's a trap game almost, like for the Steelers, because yeah. I think 
Peace Penny made a good point last week. Like, don't be surprised if the Eagles come in and play. Yeah, they just play down to their composition. Right. I, and I still think I stand by what I said last week, that the Eagles didn't really prove a whole lot. Like, yeah, they, you know, they only put up 18 points against offensively, right? Against the yeah. Niners, against half a Niners team. Other than that, they're winless. Unless you count half a win. But even though it's 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 still not a win. Yeah. So like your only win is a game in which you put up 18 points against half a de- half a defense. And then like you won off a pick six against a backup quarterback. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just the Steelers are good. Their defense is really good. They pressured the quarterback. They pressured the quarterback so goddamn much, like the, by far the most in the league. And the Eagles offensive line is bad. Jason Peters is injured again. So is the rest of their line. Is Lane Johnson out? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because at that point, who's playing? Who, who's playing? I mean, yeah, they, they have no offensive line. That's uh, Lane Johnson or not, they have no offensive line. Uh, he's Lane Johnson. Uh, was practicing. Yeah, Lane Johnson's gonna play probably. Okay. Well, even then, I, I like you. This. Pittsburgh's defense is just really good, and I think they, Big Ben has a lot of weapons. Just they're just like their team. I think they're also coming off a bye. I don't know if that's like a how that's going to affect them. Just strange. Yeah, very early bye too. Yeah, so I don't really know how that's going to affect them in the long run. This week, I don't. I think it might help. I don't know. I don't really know how that works. I don't know. This, I don't know the the numbers on that. But um, I'm picking the Steelers. I, I like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick the Eagles until they prove to me that they're worth betting on right like that's that's how I, just how I see I, it i get that but are the broncos to like are the broncos a team you'd like to bet on depending on who they're playing like if they're playing the jets then yes no that's fair but week two same line pittsburgh home favorites seven point favorites going against the denver broncos drew lock gets knocked out of the game and Denver still covered. I know Seven that. Seven points is I know, a lot. I know. Seven points is a Wentz, lot. Wentz is also playing like the worst quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I know. But does having Alshon Jeffrey potentially back this week, would, does that change anything? How, Alshon Jeffrey, like, how much older can he get before he's, like, completely useless? I don't know. I'm... <laughs> like I like, right like I I just I don't know if Alshon Jeffrey coming back is gonna be the difference maker you need like uh, I mean I get that any receiver can help because it's Greg Ward and that's literally it but man I don't know I, I just don't think like all right if Alshon Jeffrey's in then I'm picking the Eagles and if he's out I'm picking the Steelers like I still think it's this, I still think the Steelers I'm picking Philly I'm picking Philly I'm the only one who's gonna who's doing it I'm picking Philly I just I'm not as confident as last week. Last week, I was really confident that the Niners were gonna were gonna cover, like they were gonna they were gonna beat them, and it's gonna be convincing. I obviously was wrong. I would not be surprised if Philly covered. I'd be very surprised if they won. Wouldn't be surprised if they covered, but I still think that that Pittsburgh. I just know. I just think seven points is a lot. And last week, despite having a bye week, the Steelers were practicing most of the week until the very end when the NFL is finally like, okay, we're rescheduling your game. So it wasn't really necessarily a bye week. So any benefits of that bye week, I think, are very minimal. And I 
like Peachmini says, like he thinks he says the Steelers play down their competition. I've seen it in the past, and I I think this is going to be a backdoor cover kind of game. I'm picking Philly. Uh, going to the next game, Miami goes to the West Coast to play the San Francisco 49ers. Niners are eight and a half point favorites. Jimmy G is probably back. I'm pretty sure he's back, right? This is strange. I don't know. We need P. Smitty to be our injury reporter because I, I don't know. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's playing. He's starting. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the fucking, I'm taking the Niners. I know it's eight and a half, and it's a lot, but Miami's given up the most yards per attempt per pass play, and Shanahan, with his fucking genius, Brendan Ayuk is getting more and more involved. Debo Samuel, uh, I think Debo Samuel might be back this week. Uh, I'm gonna check on that. Was he not? What's up? Was he not back last week? Um, I don't believe so. Uh, oh shit, he was. Yeah, I was almost sure he played. Oh shit, that's my bad. But either way, uh, that's just another weapon for Jimmy G going against a really, really bad for uh, Miami Dolphins defense. But Miami's uh, kind of funky, no? They are. It's just like I, I mean, this 49ers defense is still. I mean, they're still pretty fucking good, even without all the weapons they're missing. When is Sherman coming back? Do you know? He's on the IR. He hasn't been activated yet, so no, it so just really not. depends. Yeah. I just, Who are you taking? Oh, fucking god damn it! I'm just, if it's magic, it pisses me off week on a week to week basis. That I just, I just, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my, I'm, I'm gonna put my faith in Shanahan. I think he's more of a consistent coach to bet on than whatever they got going on in Miami. So, in on to the next game, Indianapolis Colts are playing the Cleveland Browns. Indianapolis Colts are road favorites. They're one and a half point favorites. Keep in mind, Nick Chubb is on the IR. And, Who cares? Uh, yeah. That sounded mean, uh, but you know what I mean in terms of yeah. the spread. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, this game's intriguing because Indianapolis Colts has been really, like their defense has been really, really good. Xavier Rhodes looks rejuvenated. He's given up, I believe his passer rating given up right now is like 52. He has two picks in the year already. Uh, of course, they have Darius Leonard. They got Justin Houston. Forrest Buckner, like this defense is legit. And Cleveland Browns defense honestly isn't very good. Even last, like other than Miles Gary and Denzel Ward, they really have okay, Chris. little to no talent. Sorry to sorry to cut you off. Um <clears throat> is the Colts okay, yeah, the Colts roster is good. But in terms of like, are they really, really good? They played here are the quarterbacks that they've played against, right? They've played against Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars. They played against Kirk Cousins in the Vikings, where the Vikings put up 11 points and their offense looked completely broken. I don't really know if that was entirely because of the Colts' defense. Then they played the Jets, and then they played the Bears. So yeah, not 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 big, not really. Uh, you know, defenses are high, highly reliant in terms of production or lack thereof of the offensive production they're playing on there. It's based on the quarterbacks they play. Right. And when your quarterbacks that you've played are Sam Darnold, Nick Foles, a bad Kirk cousins game, and then Gardner Minshew, it's like, okay. Uh, and the granted they, and they lost against Gardner Minshew. So I, 
yeah, I'm not disagreeing. The Colts aren't a good roster. I'm just saying, like, is their defense really like that amazing? Like as amazing as one thought they would be? No, I don't think it's necessarily that amazing. But also, I I do think that. I mean, it just I think it really depends on how you look at it, because they haven't faced many good quarterbacks. But are we sure that Baker is a good quarterback? No, but he also put up. Well, he. Uh, he put up like the, the Browns offense put up four on, on the Cowboys. Right, the Cowboys defense are they're giving up the most points per game. I know if, they, if the season ended today, the Cowboys would give up the most points per game of any defense in NFL history. That is wild. Um, yeah, no, I'm okay. The answer to your question, no, I'm not convinced that Baker's a good quarterback. I but. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks that they've played against, like outside of maybe Kirk Cousins, you could say. But I mean, I, I'd, I'd take him over over Foles and and probably Minshew and definitely Darnold. But I don't know, man. I'm also like not really sold on Philip Rivers yet. I mean, yeah, he's, he hasn't been playing badly, but he also hasn't been playing great. And he's also guaranteed for one turnover a game. And yes, it helps that. No line definitely helps, right? He's not under pressure every play. He's actually under an extremely low amount of pressure every game. And I don't know, man. It's just the Colts are weird, and I still don't have a good read on him. And I think it's going to be the case with a lot of these teams. Like, I keep saying that, and I sound like a broken record saying I just don't have a read on these teams. But because a lot of the season, it seems like. A lot of these teams are weird. Like, we don't know what the Bears are. Because the Foles and Mitch Trubisky, we don't know what the Bucks are because of Tom Brady. We don't know what the Colts are because of Philip Rivers. And I, I don't know, um, but I don't really, I don't, I don't really want to pick the Colts in this game. You got to pick somebody. Well, I'm going to pick not the Colts. Okay, going get going <laughs> Cleveland. You and you and Connor are both picking Cleveland. I'm I'm sure Connor's pick of Cleveland has nothing to do with the Browns beating his Cowboys. And this <laughs> is totally like there's totally no bias in this. No whatsoever. bias. No nothing. Uh, Peachman is picking the Colts. I'm also picking the Colts. I just think that you know I even though even though in the Colts they haven't necessarily played quarterback yet. I still think their defense is at least pretty good. And I'm not sure about Baker yet. I mean, we haven't really seen Baker have to pass all that much. And with Nick Chubb out, this is going to be a Kareem Hunt show, like the Kareem Hunt show. And Dearn is not a top 10 running back in the NFL. He he is, but also they do like to mix up their running backs. And Dearness Johnson, I'm not really sure, is all that good. He had a good week last week, but that's that was really against the Cowboys defense. So <laughs> I think I could have it's the Cowboys defense. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not really all that confident in a running back that runs a 4.8, 40. Um, so that, you run a 4.8, really? Yeah. That's <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's so, like an alignment, dude. That's the pressure Aaron Donald ran a faster 40 than that. Yeah, I'm I'm not all that confident. Um, I mean, maybe I'm. I mean, I saw that online. Let me let me let me fact check that. Maybe somebody was just making a hyperbole, but it, he was definitely slow coming out of combine. Dead air, dead air. Nobody talking. Um, Nobody talking. No, no, not fucking. Jesus Christ! I Google it and it's fucking. I I literally look up. Okay, he. 
Christ. Dead air. Dead air. Yeah, dead air. <laughs> it's literally pulling up fucking... I, I look up literally Dearness Johnson. He ran a 4.79. Jesus. Yeah. That's really... That's insane. Yeah. All right, well, regardless, as if any of this matters, I, I still, like, the only way that the running game matters is if you, like are trying to run an offense, an already inefficient way of running an offense through an inefficient player like Darren Johnson. Like, okay, well, just because we want to run an offense through multiple running backs, we're just going to do it for the hell of it, even if our running back sucks. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Kareem Hunt, like, if you're going to have your starting running back go down with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that's a great, it's a great player to have on your bench. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just, I just think with with how good I know Anthony Costanzo is going to be out this week for the Colts. Day, but I don't think they're really going. To, I don't. I this is going to be a really. I think this is going to be another shit show of a game to where both teams are going to just try and like run the ball down each other's throats, and it's really just going to be who has the most efficient passing game, and. In a way, I lean towards the Browns because they Browns because they have the better weapons. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I I keep going against. I feel like I'm going against the Browns, and I I, I feel like I shouldn't because I think that they're a good team. I genuinely do. I just you think the Colts just might be a little bit better. Like, now you're I, but I also I also have the Colts going to the playoffs though. So. Yeah, I know, but I think that's not that big of a breach because it's very different because the Colts are probably the best team in their division. The Browns are not. Yeah. So anyway. Moving on to the next game that will take two seconds to pick. The Giants are traveling to Dallas. Dallas are eight and a half point favorites. I'm picking Dallas. Don't want to talk about this game. Gavin, go. I'm going to pick Dallas. Does Daniel Jones have a decent game? And if he doesn't, are you done? Bro, I'm... It's... If you don't even have... Like, like this is a game that you... This isn't like... This isn't like you can have an okay game. You have to have a good game. This is a horrible defense. If you don't have a good game, like you don't have to win, just put up fucking twenty something points and just show that you can run an offense against a fucking second string, third string defense. Just show something. If you don't, right. if you don't fucking show something, like you, like the Giants better lose the like the rest of their games. But I'm just yeah, like is what what kept the Daniel Jones train running last year in terms of like support and the hype and whatever is because he had those two three games where he threw for four or five touchdown passes and I was like holy shit Danny Dimes, like he, this is crazy and but this year what what the fuck like there's not there, there's not been any of that and so if you don't have those ups and you're only having eh to downs like yeah well, I don't know what what you are expecting. No, I'm so. I'm I'm expecting. I'm expecting this to be more of a, I know both these, like something has to break here. The Dallas defense either has to show that they have something and the Giants offense has to show that they have something because they only have three touchdowns in four games so far. It's like the immovable object versus an unstoppable force, but like the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> the Giants can't do anything and the Cowboys can't stop anything. So yeah, <laughs> which of those is going to win? Yeah, and it, I, I honestly think it's going to be the Dallas defense because at least Dallas, like the one thing that they do have is they have a decent pass rush. They have Alden Smith. They have Demarcus Lawrence. Like they Everson Griffin too. I don't know if he's been yeah. They have that. Everson Griffin. Like they, like even if necessarily like Demarcus Lawrence and Everson Griffin hasn't hasn't really they haven't really played all that great or anything like that. 
they have the talent to beat the Giants offensive line that's giving up the most pressures in the NFL. Yeah. I, look, I'm again, this is kind of like what I said about Philly. I'm never I'm not picking Dallas to to cover ever unless it's like an obscene points until they prove that they're not going to get blown out every game. Right. So are you picking the Giants here? No, 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 no. I said oh. I'm not going to pick them until they show me oh, that the Giants. I've heard it said Dallas. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Dallas and how oh, better. Oh, no, 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 no. Not when they're playing the Giants. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, maybe if it was against a better team. But yeah, no, the Giants, I'm not like we, we, I, I think I, me and you both picked them against the Niners and then we saw what happened there. So yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Moving on to the next game. Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota Vikings go into Seattle. Seattle is seven point favorites. Peachmitty picked Seattle Seahawks. Connor picked the Minnesota Vikings. How, how do you feel this game's going to go? Well, I'm going to pick the, the Seahawks, I think, just because like I'm I'm not going to bet against Russell Wilson. But like I keep saying, and it's kind of it kind of happened like the Seahawks every so often have these kind of games where it's like, why? Like, what? What's up? Like, why are you? like poking with a stick, like do something right. And um, they didn't really do that against Miami because they still have put up what 31. Right. So it's not like they didn't play well. It's yeah. just, that it was way closer than I think a lot of people thought it was going to be. Yeah. And so I definitely could see that this week, especially because the Vikings have kind of ever since they sucked the first couple weeks, like then they only lost by a point to the Titans and then they, they won last week. Right. Yeah. And so, maybe this is some kind of strange game where the Seahawks lose and it's like, holy fuck, like what, what, what's up? But no, I think they, but then again, you think about how fucking terrible the Vikings defense is and then how Russell Wilson's playing. And so if, if Schottenheimer and Carol keep this fucking Russell Wilson cooking train going, which I don't see a reason or, or yeah, if, if they, I don't see a reason why you would ever stop that. Like I don't, there's no reason they would just revert to the run game unless they're going to try to match what the Vikings are doing, which I don't, I don't think they will. I'm going to pick the Vikings or sorry, the Seahawks for the first time this year. I'm picking the Minnesota Vikings skull, baby fucking skull. Is it and for the, the reason I kind of said it's no, it's just Jamal Adams is out. Seattle Seahawks have no secondary and Justin Jefferson has been legitimately you can argue since he's came in and he's been a starter for the Vikings you can argue he's been the best wide receiver in the NFL for the last yeah. two weeks yeah I mean he he had the first the first week he came in he put up 175 yards and yeah, then last and, week he had over 100 yards but like yeah the, the, the Seahawks don't have a secondary without Jamal Adams the Vikings don't have a secondary period well they no, I get that but the, but that's the point like the Seattle Seahawks they don't have a they don't have a secondary and you're you're trying to stop an actual efficient passing attack, at least the last two weeks, in Kirk Cousins, uh, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson. Like This is actually a good offense, a better offense than I honestly expected, and it kind of sucks because the defense is so fucking bad, and the Vikings, for, for what it's worth, they've been so good at avoiding first and second. I mean, they've been so good at avoiding third downs the last two weeks. And they're going against the Seattle defense. Like, I don't think the Vikings are going to win this game. Of course not, because they're gonna because the Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks are gonna let Russ cook. But Seattle Seahawks secondary is so bad, and as long as they keep it going with Justin, not that he's gonna go for a hundred again, but they have the weapons to stay within seven. And I think that's what's going to happen again. This could be one, another one of those games where I say it's going to be a backdoor cover. I'm taking Minnesota. Okay. 
going in, going into this next game. This game, I actually have zero idea what to think. I think I'm I know I think I know who I'm going to pick, but I'm not exactly sure yet. It's the Los Angeles Chargers going into New Orleans. New Orleans is eight and a half point favorites. Uh, by the way, last game, uh, Connor picked Min- Minnesota. I'm not sure if I said this. Connor picked Minnesota. Peachmany picked Seattle. Uh, ev- all four of us picked uh, Dallas. Uh, yep. We're all caught up on their picks. Uh, Chargers going to New Orleans. Wait, we all picked Dallas? I, no, we didn't. Yeah, we all, we all picked Dallas against the Giants. Oh, sorry. 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 I was thinking about Cleveland. My yeah, no, no, I was, yeah, no, I was going, no, I was just going back to the last two games. So I didn't say yeah. everybody's picks, I don't believe. Uh, New Orleans, eight and a half point favorites here. I have no idea what to think here. What, what, what about you? Well, dude, again, the Chargers are fucking weird. And I think we saw that, like, you're right about last week and, and about the, the Bucks being, the Bucks and Chargers game being a, a weird, a weird thing that happened. And the, the Bucks were down. Like by a lot early, and they came back and they won. But I, I, why, why does every single team have such a like a weird question mark that like doesn't? Because like he's right came to play last week, but that was after yeah. three weeks of not of of looking like his shoulder was fucking just crumbs, like it was just broken, and and he couldn't throw farther than five yards. But like last week he played, like this past, like and I don't understand, and then. Herbert, I feel like is consistently just proving a lot of people wrong. I think I think the Chargers got a lot of shit for for taking him so early. I think maybe deservedly so because he he didn't really show a whole lot in Oregon. But anyways, regardless, he's been playing well in the NFL, right? He had absolutely two absolute dimes last week, and like you were saying, all to like undrafted receivers and behind a terrible O line. Like it's kind of crazy. And the Saints defense it's banged up. It's banged up and it has any and even when it wasn't banged up, it wasn't playing that well. Um the, and the Chargers defense isn't bad, right? Like is, did they have anyone anyone out again this week? Is 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 Chris Harris still out? Yeah, Chris Harris is gonna be out for a while. Oh really? I didn't I didn't know what his injury was. Um hmm. oh, what about Michael Thomas? That's the thing. We don't know. We have no idea. What was what was the spread? Eight and a half. That's too much. I'm I'm gonna take the Chargers. So I'm. Ah, uh, it's tough because. because uh, it, it it's you're putting you're putting a lot of trust in Herbert, and I know this is eight and a half points. I know it's a lot of points, and I know the Saints are banged up. It's just at some point, I feel like Herbert has to hit that rookie wall that he honestly hasn't really hit yet. Well, the Panthers came. He didn't play great. a little bit, a little bit, but I, I just still, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I would really consider that game really necessarily hitting a wall. I think he has to like, because both the two teams that he's played that are, have been really good, the chiefs and, um, the Bucks. Buccaneers. Yeah. He's played out of his mind. But the, but then, but then say, say all this about like breeze, right? Like, I feel like you're you're trying to talk yourself out of the the Chargers, but like the same way that the lost to the Raiders, and like they're just Breeze. I don't know if what we saw last week is like what we're gonna because even though he was playing well, I don't think it was like because his arm is all of a sudden back, right? 
maybe I don't and maybe he's learning to play with his noodle, right? Yeah, but, I'm I I'm I'm picking New Orleans because I think Herbert has to run into some sort of wall and I think that especially cuz Melvin Ingram's on the IR. Chris Harris is her he might be on the IR. I mean, can't remember. He's going to be out for a little while though. The Chargers defense isn't really all that great right now cuz they're so hurt. Derwin James is obviously he's out for the year. I'm picking New Orleans. Uh I'm going to lean on the fact that maybe Michael Thomas plays. I'm picking the Saints. Moving on. So these next three games, this is not necessarily in chronological order. Chronological order. The Arizona Cardinals and the Jets, th- this game might get canceled or postponed. The Jets had a positive COVID test this morning. So I wanted to... Uh, the line actually got taken off where I usually get my, uh, my lines for these games to make sure like if we were to make a bet. Uh, Arizona Cardinals were eight-point favorites against the Jets. Both Pichmini and Connor took Arizona. I'm taking the Jets. Dude. I'm taking the fucking Jets. I'm taking fucking Joe Flacco and his veteran presence. Shut the fuck up. You can't even say that without laughing, Chris. You motherfucker. And I'm taking the fucking Jets. And, I mean, it's eight points. I don't trust the fucking Cardinals. I just don't. But they have I'm to say it. Back. But you trust the fucking Jets? No, do I? No, but do I trust the Jets to cover eight points? And honestly, are we sure that Joe Flacco isn't better than Sam Darnold? Chris, 27-17, 31-13, 36-7. And then they lost 37-28. They've lost how, They've how lost many of those games? at least nine points every game. How many of those games did Joe Flacco start? Dude, shut up. Okay, do you want to pull up when he did start on the Jets? Like, oh, he's never started on the Jets, but like on, on the Broncos. Like, dude, it was bad on the Broncos. But I he mean, got replaced by Drew Locke, dude. Was he as bad as Sam Donald's been this year? Was he as bad as Sam Donald has been? Yes or is no? Sam, okay, dude. Probably about the same. And the thing is, is like, is Sam Darnold as bad anywhere else than on the Jets? Are you going to say that maybe you're going to take the Broncos, Joe Flacco, and then put him in Adam Gase's system, and all of a sudden that's going to be Eight better? points is a lot of points, and I don't think the Cardinals are Not for the Jets, dude. Not for the Jets. I'm, fu- I'm fucking picking the Jets. I'm going to laugh in your fucking face <laughs> when Joe Flacco throws for fucking six touchdowns and fucking upsets the fucking— on, like. Chris, Man. I'll give you a one to a hundred odds that Joe Flacco throws for fucking six touchdowns. Yeah, he's not gonna do that. But I, eight points is a lot. Arizona Cardinals—they just—they haven't been able to get on track the last two weeks, and I—I I just don't really trust them. And honestly, I—I I think that like I joke about the veteran presence with Joe Flacco. I just think that Joe Flacco, honestly, at this point in his career, I don't necessarily—I don't think he's better than Darnold. I think Darnold is just kind of like. I think he's seeing ghosts. I think he's legitimately just kind of broken because of Adam Gase and that Jets team. I don't think Joe Flacco's broken. I just think he's just overall. But he's not necessarily just like a broken quarterback, if that makes sense. Dude. I think he's just a different kind of broken. I think he's just bad and old. Like, I think he's just. I think, I think he can do, I think he can do enough to cover an eight point spread. 
it's just gonna be Captain Checkdown. That's all he was in in Denver. But and you're in Adam Gase's system where you're handing the ball to Frank Gore, like unless Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Bell might be this week back this week, and if he's checking down, I trust Le'Veon Bell to get some sort of yardage. Anyway, moving on. Spending too much time in the Jets. J E T S Jets 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 gonna cover the spread this week. You're betting on uh, the if New York if team, the, man. If the game is get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> if the game is who wins that game? Who wins that game? Put the Giants against the Jets right now. Do you, are you telling me you feel confident the Giants would beat the Jets? I would bet on the Giants straight up. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, I don't Giants. fucking Giants know. Have more talent. I think their scheme is equally as bad, but I think the talent on the Giants would at least somewhat. I don't know. All right. So th- th- this this line was this line's kind of funky. I saw this line and I was honestly shocked by it. But Buffalo goes into Tennessee. Buffalo eight and a half point favorites. This game is apparently supposed to be played on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to recheck the line right now. Uh, I'm going to let you talk about the game as I check up on that. Uh, Buffalo's eight and a half point favorite to Tennessee. It seems like a lot of points. It is a lot of points. I think so. And um, I think that. I don't know, man. I has I haven't really. I'm going to be honest. I haven't really kept up with the Titans a whole lot this year in terms of like their point differential. The only I, the game I remember was against the the Vikings, right, where they they won by a point. Um, but like, if they're going to be playing the Bills, right? Okay, so they have they won against the Broncos by two points, the Jaguars by three points, and the Vikings by one point. Yeah, their defense isn't very good. No, but they also only scored 16 against the Broncos. Um, ah, fuck. Against the Bills. Yeah. Against the Bills. I think they can cover. I, I will say, they can to, cover. Give, to, give, to give some sort of excuse for the Titans that first game against the Broncos, it was the late Monday night game the first week, the second Monday night game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like. yeah I know. And so, yeah, eight and a half, again, I think is a lot. That's a big spread for for two teams that I think are – decent like i think titan the titans aren't a bad team typically like the eight and a half point games like that's like whenever it's a good team playing against the nat team i mean i give the josh allen some playing out of his mind and the, the bills defense is pretty decent but I, I think the titans are good enough to cover eight and a half right am i crazy no you're not crazy at all and um yeah i'm, I'm seeing out on espn right now uh the, the line was eight and a half before uh the lines got pulled because the game might might get canceled, might get postponed. Uh, I I personally think it's going to get moved, but not very sure. Titan players are have been real dipshits and been practicing despite do half their team which, getting COVID. Do we know which Titan? Have they released what Titans players they are? Just that have COVID or who like practiced? No, no, no. That that have COVID or they just undisclosed. I mean, they've they've really they've said a few. I know. Um, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, but they're a uh, backup tight end behind Johnny Smith. Uh, well, okay, or yeah, like. My question is like any important players like Bayard or nobody. No, nobody. Like, no, no, nobody of real significance. I don't believe. Okay. So, and I think uh, we were discussing this before the podcast, a um, little behind the, behind the pod kind of moment where we're basing these games, like the Arizona game and this game, like we're, we're going to pick the line. But if the line comes back, like if they play and it's totally different than what we pick, or like if the games don't play at all, obviously we're not going to yeah. count it against our record. Like we're just going to kind of redact it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where like 
the line is currently this. I mean, if the line is close to what it is and if the game is played, then it's like whatever, like nothing we can do about it. But if hypothetically, for some reason, like this line's just completely out of place and like Tannehill gets COVID or something. And then all of a sudden, well, I don't know, because we, we didn't like, no, Cam, no, Cam got not COVID that. And, yeah, not not that. Like if it's like, I don't know if, if, if something we'll we'll talk about, we'll probably end up keeping it no matter what. But if something like wild were to happen, I don't know. But um, going into the next game, Denver at New England, New England are New England's eight point favorites. Which is it's, crazy to me. Are are they expecting Cam to play or something? I don't think he can. I think he like it. It has to be. Was it? Is it ten days that they're they're making him stay out? I, it's. I know that he can. Like, if he were to test like today and then tomorrow, I know he'd be able to play the next day. If Cam plays, yes, I would take that bet because like, and because I, I think that Cam was asymptomatic. If I've heard right, like he wasn't. Yeah. Like he he had it, but it, it wasn't like he was you know, in like, he wasn't bedridden or like, I don't, I don't think, I think I was, he's probably still been working out. He's probably still been, you know? Yeah. So is that, you think, do you think that the possibility of cam coming back is kind of baked into this number? I would have to assume. Cause I don't, I don't see how you can be confident in Jarrett Stidham starting this week. And is say, it not Brian Hoyer? I don't think so. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's Jared Stidham for how bad Hoyer was last week. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I just I'm gonna assume Cam doesn't play, right? Like, that's what I'm assuming. Because there's no, there's no. I mean, they've had the practice facility literally closed. They haven't practiced in the last few few days. Yeah, and I'm. So, I think I'm not alone on the Jared Stedham is hashtag not good train. So no, you're not. Um. Yeah, dude. I. I this, my bet is is going to be. I'm well. I'm not. I'm gonna pick Denver, and I'm gonna say that. Cam doesn't play because then it's what is it is it ripping is is he still is he still starting? Well, Drew Locke actually might play this week. Oh, so if it's Drew Locke, I mean, even though I've said what I said about Drew Locke, I he's he's probably better than Stidham, and even though, yeah, it's not saying a whole lot. But if there's anything that Drew Locke has proven, he can win against bad teams. You're <laughs> exactly right. And the so, Patriots, if Cam's out, and very well might Gilmore. be a bad team. Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore. Like your two literal best players on your team are out. Maybe yeah. out of Edelman, maybe, but eh. Like, yeah, no. No. There's no way you can be eight point favorites and have Stidham starting at quarterback. So it, I'll think the Broncos wild. just 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 assuming that it's gonna be. Yeah, and Con- Connor picked the uh Patriots. So I guess Connor is uh I mean, he doesn't. He can't really speak for himself. I guess he's depending on Cam to play. I don't think he's going to. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, "I guess Connor's just stupid." Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, but uh, just so I can say our records real quick, I am twenty-five, thirty-six, and three. Connor's twenty-eight, twenty-eight, and three. P- uh, Gavin is twenty-nine, thirty-two, and three. P. Schmidt is twenty-one, twenty-four, and two. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, we were all wrong like, about last night, right? Yeah, we were all dead fucking wrong because we all thought the Bucks can beat the fucking Bears with Nick fucking Foles, big dick Nick. God <laughs> fucking damn it. Man. Ridiculous. Well, anyway, that's our episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Another week of football. So fucking pumped. Thank you for uh, not leaving me alone, Gavin. Yeah, of course not. I, I would never do that 
ever because because you're my friend and I care about you, unlike others. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that makes me feel really good about myself. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad we got through an episode without fucking having to hear that buzzing sound like we were talking about earlier. That was just really Ah, uh, yeah. God. Fuck it. I really hope that doesn't come back next week. Yeah. Well, congrats to Zach and Hannah. Not that they'll listen to this, but uh, our marriage is uh, not our marriage. Uh, your marriage is because of us. So uh, <laughs> trying to take credit. Yeah. No, I'm I'm 100 percent going to take credits because my picks have been asked this year. So I'm going to take credit for at least one thing, and that is uh, them getting married because of this podcast. So fuck oh. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, well, anyway, guys. Uh, you know. Uh. Grab a, grab a beer. Have some, have some fun this Sunday. It should be a good slate of games. Have fucking fun. And if I have another losing record this week, I I might just be done. So <laughs> uh, You're retiring. Yeah, I, I might retire from spreads because spreads are stupid and they kick my ass. Yeah. All right. See you later, guys. Peace out.